This morning, we want to talk about May the 4th be with you. And no, I don't have a lisp. I'm really saying May the 4th be with you. I don't know if you know us in a personal way, but me and my kiddos especially, we are Star Wars fanatics. The Force is strong with us. <clears throat> anyway, so this morning I want to talk about something because God showed it to me in an amazing way. And I couldn't help but share it in this way because it involves me. So what I want us to look at this morning is I want us to look at what the Force is. Okay, so in Star Wars there's this thing called the Force, right? And this Force, it's a giant, but it's an invisible energy that empowers them to be able to accomplish more. So the Jedi's will train them in their stuff. They're utilizing a power that is outside of them, but is also within them to be able to accomplish these things. And I don't know if you know it, but of course they can, you know, make stuff levitate. They can, you know, do all kinds of cool things with the jumping and doing a sword thing. It's just amazing what they've accomplished. But like I said, you can't see it. In fact, they talk about it in there that it's made of these microscopic little things that the energy is within. But once again, that force is an invisible energy all around you. And you have to tap into it. <laughs> yeah, y'all see where I'm going. Point number one is there's an invisible energy that empowers you to accomplish more. So, they have that invisible energy that allows them to accomplish more, correct? It's not so much, and the thing that's interesting is it's not so much what's within them, it's what they tap into. Because it revolves around the fact that it's not something I can do on my own, but it requires more. So I get connected to, uh, and, and they say, you know, the force of the universe or whatever, and it compels, it allows me to accomplish more. And then the second thing is the force requires you to separate yourself and train intensely. I don't know about you, but they go through this training like crazy, man. There's just all kinds of stuff that they put themselves through, and they have to separate themselves. Why? Because they're in training. They're trying to accomplish this sense of being able to control all that stuff that's within them. It takes a lot out of them, right? And they're very, like, aloners, right? They're very one of these. In fact, I remember the, uh, the first movie that came out, you know, number four, <laughs> since it was the first one to come out, actually showcased Obi-Wan Kenobi had gone away, and he was just, like, in a cave, you know, off by himself, and... He was a hermit, and so he was secluded away from everybody. Why? Because he was trying to, once again, find who he really was, because in the instance of what had happened, everything had been, you know, kind of taken away. Everything had kind of lost its meaning because of what his uh, student had accomplished. And so you have to, once again, remember, the force requires you to separate yourself and train intensely. And then thirdly, you've got to become radical. I don't know about y'all, but there's some radical dudes. You know, they go out and do some amazing things. They're out in front of everybody. They're not afraid to say that, you know what, I'm, I'm backing down. No, 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 no. They're up in your face. They're all in your business. They're going to make sure that what needs to happen is going to happen. And I'm not going to take no for an answer. And so the force requires you to become radical. So enough about Star Wars, now that we've kind of portrayed what that's all about. What I want to look at today is I want to look at Daniel chapter 3. We know this story, right? Daniel chapter 3 is talking about the Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
And the story we look at there is actually about is about the Hebrew children. And if you get down to verse 11 or 12, I think it is, is actually where this starts. But it's talking about that the king at that time is pretty, he's pretty high on himself. But then again, those around him make him even feel more high about himself. And so what does he do? He builds a statue because he's like, I'm worthy of worship. And it's kind of interesting because this story actually plays out a long time before this. But these Hebrew children were brought into the king's court and to be part of the king's crew. And they were given all the advantages that everybody else was given. However, they decided that, you know what? We don't want your advantages. Because what God gives to us is what we want. And that's what we cherish. So they actually set up and devised something where they could be on their own special diet. And they said, we're going to show you that if we follow what we're supposed to follow, we'll show you what's real. And so they did. So I think, I think that means they were setting themselves apart. <laughs> right? Uh, they were setting themselves apart. They were training intensely. They did things a lot differently than people. I don't know about you, but praise God, I will have to say it, I've lost 51 pounds today. Uh, and the reason I tell you that is because this is not easy. You have to sacrifice. No more cupcakes. <laughs> Christmas and Thanksgiving was a little bit more somber for me this year. <laughs> I didn't get all the breads and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? Uh, it's something that I committed myself to. Well, guess what? So did they. They committed themselves to something. Now, they followed a much stricter thing than I could ever follow. But they, because uh, they didn't eat meat. Uh, and that would be a lot. I mean, no, this man is not a vegan. Unless cows come out of the ground. I mean, <laughs> you know. What we see here is we see that they were setting themselves apart from a long time ago. And also that they would then follow after what God said, right? So they were training in the Word. So they're doing all these things ahead of time, but the king hasn't fully recognized it yet. He sees that it's important. In fact, he sees that it's so important that he kind of promotes them and gives them some, some leadership ability. So anyway, let's go back to our story here. So back in our story here, uh, Daniel chapter 3, verses 12. Let's go through and read those. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the prince of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now these are some of his um, other peeps <laughs> who do not like them, right? And it said, these men, O king, have they not paid due to regard you? <laughs> they do not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. Which I don't know if you know, but when you set up a golden image, that's who you're serving. Right. That becomes your god. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, I can imagine just how upset he would be. That, you ain't praising me? Come on. Gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. <clears throat> and this is serious, you know. You just think, just no mess up. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true? Come on, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You don't, you did not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up. Now, if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good. <laughs> now, if you do all that, we're good. But if you don't, if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately 
into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who, oh, this is what I like. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? He ain't know nothing yet. Man, he's speaking completely out of turn. He's going nuts. He's like, uh, why, why, why would you say that? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now this is the radical part, okay? <laughs> Answered and said to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. We, we don't. We're not going to, you know what, but I will tell you something. So then in verse 17 it goes on, it says, If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, who we bow down to, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Right. Mm. Good scripture. I don't care what you say. It's good. And it's so powerful in the way that it comes out because we're going to see something here. Number one, what? There was an invisible energy that allowed them to accomplish more. There were three individuals that had invisible power from God that empowered them to what? Accomplish more, right? They were exceeding the expectations. They were going above and beyond what anybody could imagine. And why? Because they were serving the true king. And I love it that way. The true king, you know, the king of kings, right? The Lord of lords. And they were empowered to accomplish. And here's the thing we have to understand. Not only does that power enable us to do outstanding things, it allows us to do the simple things. Yes. <laughs> I think so many times we get caught up with an idea of God's there with me when I got cancer. God's there when, we, you know, when, when, when I get a whole car crash. God's with me. Well, guess what? God's with me there where nothing happens. And God empowers me to be able to walk through this life. Overcoming. Better than normal. And so we have to understand that from God's point of view, right? So we understand that God allows them to accomplish more. Allows them to be built up. So guess what happened? When they were doing the separation as far as what they chose to eat, what they chose to do, guess what? They were better off than all the other ones. Not that the other ones didn't have an advantage, but we had they had the three children had the super advantage. And so they accomplished more. Number two, it requires you to separate yourself and train intensely. You have to understand beyond a shadow of a doubt that life is not easy. And if you hanging out with the wrong crowd, it's definitely not easy. Now, does that mean don't go around anybody? I'm saying you need to come to a place like this and strengthen yourself with people who are like you and who believe like you do to be able to focus in a world out there. And so, yes, we separate ourselves from the world in that we are different. If we were all the same, that would be boring. I'm just saying. If Jackson and me had the same haircut, I'd be cool or he'd be cool. One of those. I don't know what would happen now. But you know what? We got to be different. We're separating ourselves. We're identifying who we are, but not who we believe we are, but who God believes we are. And then train intensely. This is not easy. This isn't just something you just go with and say, that, oh, I'm hunky-dory. 
You know why we're just kind of getting by? It's because we're not training intensely. God has so much more available for us, but what do we have to do? We have to tap into Him. Not just Bible reading, prayer, worship, whatever. He needs and deserves it all. Yes. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And we said that. Do we truly mean it? And if we do, if we train intensely, then we will be able to circumvent the negative things when they come against us. Why? Because we're so happy we can't be shut down. Every morning here lately for the past month, let's just say, I've been brushing my teeth. <laughs> you know, I've been brushing my teeth. But this time, yeah. Halitosis, I'm going to bless you. They fall down every time I'm going to deal with So I've been brushing my teeth and, and doing this. <laughs> and singing, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard this song, So Let the Sun Shine Face it with a grin. Smilers never lose and frowners never win. So let the sun shine in. Face it with a grin. Open up your heart and let the sun shine in. I know it's a stupid tune, but it's supposed to help you brush longer. <laughs> and so I've been doing that, but it's been an amazing song because guess what? I, I need to shut my down with that kind of stuff because otherwise I'm defeated. I'm going to let you know right now. The enemy has been trying to attack me emotionally, mentally, however he can. And he's been doing some fairly effective work. But I'm not going to let him win because I'm going to say that no. My mother-in-law says, you, you know, today will be what you choose it to be. <laughs> Even though I may feel a little bit, because mm -hmm, my sleep wasn't great last night, right? And we could get up and say, I'm just so tired. You know, and so I have to literally, I get up and just start singing. <laughs> Sometimes to myself. We do that. And so they were three individuals that separated themselves and trained intensely. And thirdly, they became radical. Can you become radical? Radical. In fact, we used to have that word back in the 80s, man. Dude, radical. Tubular. They became radical. Why? Because I don't know who you have been listening to, but the three Hebrew children told the king off. You don't tell the king off. They told the king off and they said, listen, oh king, sorry, tough luck, not going to do it. And God's going to save me. But this is the radical part. Even if God doesn't, I won't serve. Wow. Are we committed to that distance? Are we committed to go that far for who God is? Are we ready to stand up and be counted? Are we ready to become radical? So these were three individuals who said, live or die, I'm making a choice. And that's hard, right? In fact, most of us couldn't even imagine that kind of a choice. I don't know about y'all, but if I saw a pizza oven get warmed up and I was about to be thrown in, that would freak me out what I'm just saying. And so that took a lot, but what did it take? It took not just that moment, but it took them doing all these things throughout this period of life to get them to that point where they were strong enough to say that I don't care anymore. They used to say hell or high water, we're going to accomplish this thing. And so they became radical, live or die. Let's go ahead and read a little bit more in this passage. Now I didn't put the rest of it on the board. If you want to follow me, um, we'll catch up in verse 19 of chapter 3. And it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar commanded that they heat the 
furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. Whew. <laughs> I tell you what, I felt it upstairs the other night. The AC had broken. And uh, Brother Terry came upstairs and felt it hot and didn't let me know. I was like a frog in a kettle. Somebody had slowly turned me up. By the time I walked downstairs, I was like, what in the world? Walked back upstairs, I was like, oh, I couldn't breathe. And they said at one point it got up to 100 <laughs> up there. No, that's, that's not pleasant. So I understand about the heat being turned up. But th this was like amazing heat, okay? We're talking about a fire burning, like a blazing fire, right, in a furnace. Can you imagine them stoking it seven times hotter? That's intense, man. I mean, that is super intense. And cast them into the fiery furnace. Listen to this. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed the men who took the three Hebrew children to the fire. That's a hot fire. They didn't get in the fire. They got burned outside the fire. And so we're sending three individuals into this inferno. In fact, in my mind's eyes, they should have realized that when the guys who were stepping up to throw them in got fricasseed, that these guys were special already. <laughs> but then you put them in the fire, right? And so then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is where God's like, I told you. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. Did we not cast three, you know, and, and weren't they tied up in the midst of the fire? Anton said, oh, true, O king. Very true. We, yes, that's what we did. Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and, from, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Amen. Wow! Mm. That's the stuff right there. So, what we have to look at here is this is when the Invisible becomes visible. Right. <laughs> Come on. This is the invisible becoming visible because why? Because God was with them the entire time, yes. but he showed himself because yes. some other people needed to know yes. Yes. that they serve somebody who was bigger than they are. In fact, the people outside began to feed the power, not of the force, but of the force. Not the power of the force, but the power of the Lord. King said, not only are they not hurt, but I think that fourth guy is the son of God. <laughs> Duh! How else can they be walking around that? You'd be dead instantly. And so they are going around through all this, and the king realizes that, boy, these kids weren't talking trash. They were dead serious. This is crazy. This is something that shouldn't be happening. And who is this for? So Nebuchadnezzar goes on and he praises God. Okay, so in verse 26, and this is cool because you got somebody who's saying, worship me, and now you got a guy going, I don't know what I was thinking, I'm sorry, worship you. You know, and so Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. I'm kind of surprised he didn't say, hey, all four of you. Because yeah. <laughs> I would have liked to have the fourth come up to me, but anyway. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. Amen. 
And they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any God except their own God. And then he goes on and says, for anybody who thinks their God is the only God, we'll burn you alive. <laughs> because you do anything against God, it says what? It says you'll be cut to pieces and your house will be made like an ash heap. Because why? He says, there is no other God who can deliver like this. No other God. He realized that his statue was poo-poo on the platter. It was just, it was just dumb because he knew who the real king was. He knew where the real power come from. In fact, the invisible energy that allows you to empowers you to accomplish more, the king was realizing it's empowering these three. <laughs> it's empowering these three. I want these three on my side. Why in the world? I I think the king was like this. I don't know who threw them in there, but you're in trouble. <laughs> well, we knew who they were already in trouble. They burned. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, those who, because the king was probably like, I don't want to be a part of that. I didn't, no, 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 no. I never wanted to do that. But he found out that the king realized there was an invisible energy that empowered them to accomplish more. Not only through life, because he had seen that already. He had already seen the differences. He had already seen the set-apartedness. He had already seen their diets. He had already seen that they were cleaner and more put together. Do you understand that? He goes above and beyond that. And I love this. Because it requires you to separate yourself and train intensely. Why? Because he's holy. Who is? He's holy. He deserves it all. All the glory. All the power. All the honor. And so... You have to set yourself apart saying, I'm not going to do like everyone else, but I'm going to go with God. Be I alive or be I dead. Like Paul said, to live as Christ, to die as gain. And it requires you essentially, but then train intensely. Why? It's because we have built up so much junk in this world that getting to God becomes a little complicated. And I'm saying that as Christians we have. We set up this building. This building is just a building. We the church. These things that we have set up in front of ourselves are just meaningless pieces if they don't point us or drive us to God. And so sometimes we have to be very intentional, correct? When we have to go intensely after God with all that we are. Because if we go after God with all that we are, we're going to see what he's made of. And then guess what? That same power that deflected the seven times hotter fiery furnace... Don't protect me. You can't do nothing to me. Shoot. Don't even try. You know, what was it? They tried to kill John. You can't kill John. Why? He was close to God. They tried to blow him in a wall. They tried to do all these things. Finally, they just put him on an island and said, we'll just forget about you. You know, you ain't coming back. Sorry. But thirdly, you have to become radical. Say, no matter what comes against me, I'm going to stand. If you shoot me, I'm standing until I fall down. <laughs> I'm good with this. I'm where I'm supposed to be. And in fact, I like this. The king to me was saying, May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. And I'm saying this because we need to realize today that God is for us, not against us. Yes. But we want that kind. We want that kind of juice 
flowing through us so that we can accomplish more than we could have ever accomplished on our own. We have to realize that we have to serve the King of Kings. I'm not going to bow down to the TV. I'm not going to bow down to sports activities. I'm not going to bow down to social media. You get what I'm saying? I'm not going to bend down to any of these things because I'm going to serve God. And me serving God is going to put me in a more accelerated place than you are without God. We've got to realize that. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. God, God told me that he's looking for some individuals who were ready to stand up for this. Are you man, woman, boy, girl? Does it matter? Who's willing to stand up and say, no matter what happens, I want to be empowered to accomplish more for you, God. More than ever, God, I want to separate myself. I want to look different. I want to act different. I want them to be able to see by the proof of my life that that can happen. I'm ready to train intensely. I'm ready to set my mind and my heart from the beginning that I wake up till I go to bed. May my mind never be on you. And God, we want to become radical. We want to become radical. If you want to do that, I just want you to stand. If you're ready to stand and set yourself apart and become radical, if you're ready to say, I want that fourth with me. I want to have the power of the fourth. Praise you, God. We praise you, God. Right now, just set yourself apart. Go ahead and praise God for all that he is. It has nothing to do with where our lives are going. It has nothing to do with anything that we put out or any exercise on our own. It's only through God. God, we praise you for you are holy. We thank you for you are holy. We are a people set apart, a holy generation, a royal priesthood. We are aliens, God. God, we set ourselves after you in the word, in prayer. From the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, from when I rise to when I see, from the top of my head to the balls of my feet, God. We thank you, God, for all that you are. And thank you for allowing us to be so empowered that we live radically. God, empower these people that they live radically. If you're ready for this movement, I want you to say with me, God, I need the fourth. I'm ready to separate myself. I'm ready to train intensely and become radical. And just praise God, because there's a word called amen, and it's done. Amen, I agree with it, it's done. Amen, I don't agree with it, it's still done. It doesn't matter. But that's our confirmation saying amen. God, we praise you for all that you are. God, we thank you, you are high and exalted, worthy of all of our praise. You are truly high and lifted up, and your train fills the temple. We don't need somebody else, we don't need a gimmick, we don't need a thing, we need you. Because God, you are the only one who can defeat everything else around us and make our lives mean something. We thank you, God. Thank you, God. We thank you, God. God's saying right now, and I'm saying, may the fourth be with you. 
May the fourth be with you. May you be more empowered than you have ever been empowered before. 